29. Grasp without reach. Many of you grasp for what you think you can get in this moment. None of you, at least none of you all of the time, reach. You go to the cupboard. God bless these kitchens, right? You got cupboards and you got the stuff you need on the first shelf, right? Most regularly needed stuff, you reach in your ground, it's right there. Then there's the, the next shelf up for the, for, the, for the extras. Like, okay, I've got six, six salts. So I put them on the second shelf so that when, when I run this one low, I can reach up and grab it and put it down, right? So it's got a reason for it. Then there's that third shelf that's up there. You know one that none of us can reach? Why do we build kitchens with stuff that's out of our reach? And what do you put on those shelves that are out of your reach? Stuff you don't use a lot. Stuff that you don't use them. But is it important stuff? Yes. You don't put junk up there, right? Yeah. You don't just put all your clutter up there. You put stuff up there, you know you're going to use it at some point, like the glasses the other night. Okay? You put stuff up there, but you know where they're at, so when you need them, you know where to go get them. Because those, to us, are some of the most important things. All the, all the crystal glasses above the refrigerator. Why? So we have a crystal glass and have, have a glass of wine or whatever we have, the fake wine we had the other night, whatever. You've got to, but you know what it's so, so it's stuff up there that you're not using every day, but it's important stuff to you. Do we not, have, not all have everyday lives? Yes. Is there not things in our lives that are important to us that we don't get to do every day? Yes. yes. Where do you put that? Right within your grasp when you put that someplace that might be a little out of your reach when you got to take a little effort. Why do we put it up there? So other people can't fuck with it. If it was on the wrong shelf, someone might grab it and break it, right? Yes. So we put it up there so it doesn't get much attention until it's time for it to have attention. So all the stuff that's within your grasp, you have some measure of control, no matter whether you're with Christ or not with Christ, right? Yes. right. Then there's things, the next shelf up, you got this other stuff that you want to get up there, give it a double step. So we keep a stool around so we make sure we can go get it. We want, we want everything in our, in our life to be within our reach. Not always within our grasp. God, you need to keep him everything within your reach. Because there's things about God that on an everyday life you don't always use. So it's when that situation pops up that's abnormal or different or maybe, maybe a, a little more of a challenge. You want to be able still to reach up and get what you need to handle that situation. But if you always live within your grasp, What's going to happen to all those things that, that up there that are out of your reach? Are you just not going to live with Christ in those things? Are you just going to default back to living less than? Default back to having a life that isn't going to be fully righteous because you don't want to have to reach. You only want to live within your grasp. Amazing how common sense kicks your ass, right? Okay. Where there is no vision... My people cast off restraint. My people perish, it actually says. There's a difference between an ideal and a vision. All of you have ideals. You all want to go to heaven. You all want to talk about what you want to do with Jesus. And I love you all, but you very rarely do those things. The people who give themselves over to ideals rarely do anything. See, 
the ideal doesn't have a moral inspiration. It doesn't really have any, you know, you can say it, but you don't really have a moral inspiration to mean what you say. But vision does. You've got to inhabit the vision to even make it of any viability at all. But say them whatever you want to say, you can do it all day long. And never have to be held accountable for it, right? right. One, of, one of my greatest things is, you said. Why? I make people accountable for what they say. Guess what they do? They stop bullshitting me real quick. A man's conception of deity may be used to justify his deliberate neglect of his duty. Well, God's up here, and, you know, I, yeah, that's what I want, but if he really wants me to happen, he'll make it happen. Um, so he is making it happen. You know why? He's letting you hit that wall of Mach 3 to let you know just how stupid you are. So God is causing it to happen. But because you're being stupid, the cause has an effect. And the effect, hopefully, is you'll quit smashing into the wall. But then again, you might be like a fly, or you might be like a bird. Bing, 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 because you don't seem to get it, right? So my point is, I'd rather have a vision and understanding through the vision so I don't keep running into the same wall repeatedly, right? I learned how to make the righteous decisions. Jonah argued that because God was a God of justice and a God of mercy, therefore everything would be all right. He could do whatever he wanted to do, but everything would turn out all right anyway. God said, yeah, you're right, it is. But in the meantime, I'm going to use everything that's going to turn out to teach you something. I'm going to use you to save these people. You don't want them saved. really don't care what you want. I want them saved. And you need to learn one thing. You ain't the boss. I am. So you're going to go save my people. Then he goes and saves them. He goes out in the, out in the woods or sits down out there and starts pounding. Oh, my God, it's dying out in the heat. God puts his huge gourd over his head. Oh, thank you, God, for the gourd, right? You, know, you took care of me when, you know, when I'm out here doing all this shit. And God says, okay, no problem. Let me dry the gourd up. Gourd dries up. Oh, my God, what did I do? Um, I'm sorry, so you, you were praising me a moment ago. Now you don't want to praise me anymore because the gourd dried up? So how is it that, you know, I'm going to work it out. It's always going to be good. How about I'm going to work it out and guess what I'm going to do? It's going to be good because I'm going to teach you something. And I'm going to teach you just how arrogant you are and how selfish and self-centered you are. So I'm going to let you have a good handle on that, Jonah. I saved Nineveh, yeah, because I wanted to. And I had to teach you a lesson because even in the saving of Nineveh, you went out on the beach and was bitching. So I fixed it. Put a gourd over your head. Okay. And then I burnt the gourd up. He goes, what a bitch you get? He goes, I'm sorry. Don't I have the power to do whatever I'm doing? You said that I'm going to work it all good. I did. What was the good? Kicking your ass. Okay. So you might learn something. Well, how many of you experience that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So. I might have the right conception of God. That may be the very reason why I do not do my duty. But whenever there is a vision, there's also a life of rectitude because the vision imparts a moral incentive. I'm, I'm morally inspired to actually want to see this happen in my life. Ideals may lull to ruin, which they usually do. They come out with all the greatest intentions in the world, but the highway to heaven or hell is paved with good intentions, right? Yes. Take stock of yourself spiritually and see whether you have the ideals only or if you actually do have a vision. Is there a, is there a plan of how you have decided to get right with God? Or is there still a plan on how you want to fix things and make yourself better? And how all these things, 
I just want Jesus. I want to go to heaven. I want this. I want that. But what are you doing that would say that that is, in fact, a truth? Right? Yeah. Ah, but a man's reach should always exceed his grasp. Or what's a heaven for? Shouldn't I be having a reach? I'm reaching for heaven. It was in my grasp, I'd have it already. So I would live as if I'm entitled or, or somehow or another I could do whatever I want to do because I already have it. So I want to make sure I'm reaching for it because all the good stuff's there. All the stuff that's special, all the stuff that's important up there where I can, I can then ultimately know that that's what I want in my life because I want those better, better things in life. Where there is no vision, when once we lose sight of God, we begin to be reckless. We cast off certain restraints start to do whatever you want to do, however you want to. We cast off praying. We cast off the vision of God and little things. We, we can come around and talk about what we're going to do, and then as soon as we leave, we start doing all the little things we should not do. But, you know, for genuine, I go to church. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a good Christian. God goes, ah, no, you're not. Not even close. If we're eating what we have out of our own hand, doing things in our own initiative without expecting God to come in, we're on the downward path. We have lost the vision. Is our attitude today an attitude that springs from our vision of God, that I want to live the high life as he's asked me to? Are we expecting God to do greater things than he has ever done? Is that your expectation? Well, mine is. I live to see him show off, and he lives to show off for me. Is there a freshness and a vigor in our spiritual outlook. Do we really see what God has in mind? We get excited about, I don't know what he's going to do. I can hardly wait. I can tell you right now. 5-1. Give ear to my words, O Lord, and consider my meditation. How many of you have words that you don't actually meditate on? You just say them. Did you mean what you said? Because if you meant what you said, you'd, they'd become a vision. You'd be meditating on it to see it come to pass, right? Amen. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King, my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shall you hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and I will look up. For you are not a God that has pleasure in wickedness, even mine. Neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in your sight. You hate all the workers of iniquity. You shall destroy them that speak, leasing or talk out their backside. The Lord will abhor the bloody and the deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in a multitude of thy mercy. And in fear, I will worship towards thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Make my way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open soldier or grave. They flatter with their tongue. They say the things they sound, they sound holy, righteous, and true. Destroy you them, Lord. Oh God, let them fall by their own counsel. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. For they have rebelled against you. Instead of having a vision, they just talk. Let them be destroyed for their talk. Let all those that put their trust and you rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because you have defended them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For the Lord, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous, and favor will you compass him about as with a shield. Mm -hmm. 
where I want to be, right? Amen. 9-1. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all of your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to your name, O you most high. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat in the throne judging right. You have rebuked the heathen. You have destroyed the wicked. You have put out their name forever and ever. Oh, you enemy, destructions are coming to a perpetual end. And you have destroyed cities. Their memorials perish for them. But the Lord shall endure forever. For he has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to his people in uprightness. The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, O Lord. Have you not forsaken them that seek thee? Sing praises to the Lord, which dwells in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. When he makes inquisition for blood, he remembers them. For he's not going to forget the cry or the outcry of the humble, the people that will actually humble themselves and do what needs to be done instead of talking about it. 10-1. Why stand you afar off, O Lord? Why hide you yourself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride does persecute the poor. Let them be taken in devices that they've imagined. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire and blesses the covetous whom the Lord abhors. The wicked through the pride of his own countenance will not seek after God. For God is not in all of his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all of his enemies, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places does he murder the innocent. His eyes are privately set against the poor. He lies and waits secretly as a lion in his den. He waits and he lies and wait to catch the poor. He does catch the poor. When he draws them into his net, he crouches and humbles himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He'll never see it. How can you say the things you say and never mean him and not understand that? You've got to be thinking God won't see it. You've got to be thinking that God God's doesn't, doesn't care that, that he's going to let you get away with this. And I've been trying to tell you, you ain't getting away with shit. And if he's saying right now, you want to sit there and say, I'm not seeing it. You want to sit there and all this. So I'm going to bring all, I'm going to bring you exactly what you got coming. And then when you start praying, I'm going to look at you and go, I called you, you didn't listen. You kept calling after me. I didn't hear you because why should I take care of you now? You didn't hear me when I called after you. And then they go, oh, no, the Lord. Oh, no, Lord, but what? You and all your ideals, how you're always going to get right, how you're always going to do the right thing, how you're always going to be the right person. Where is that proof in your life? Psalms 12, 1. Help. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak selfishness and vanity, everyone with his neighbor. 
with flattering lips, with a double heart they do speak. They say all the right things, but they don't mean them. They speak vanity, every one. The Lord shall cut off all the flattering lips, the tongue that speaks proud things, who have said, with our tongue will we prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is the Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy. Now will I rise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffs at him. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of the earth, purified seven times pure. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. When you get raised up in, in your ways of doing things. 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is pure. That's my assurance, sorry. Making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is a great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse you, me, from the secret false, Lord. Amen. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins, where I think I can get away with it, no problem. Keep me back from them. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Who's doing the work? He, he is. is. But you got to show up in a way that he can. Amen. Psalm 34. Verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. My soul shall make their boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Amen. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Mm -hmm. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, you children, hearken to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. If you come, he'll teach you. You don't got to know. You got to go find out. Come, you children, hearken, and I'll teach you. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see the good? Keep thy tongue then from evil and thy lips from speaking deceit or guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the entire earth. 
You will be cut off forever. But that doesn't seem to matter. 3522. Um, yeah. Is that 34? Yeah. So maybe three more. I guess there's more verses. The righteous cry, the Lord hears. He delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to them that are of a broken heart and saves such as be of a contrite spirit. Mm -hmm. Many are, are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all, which is my hope. Amen. Right? Yes. yes. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they shall hate. The righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall ever be desolate. Yeah. 35, Amen. 22. This you have seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Please be not far from me. Stir up yourself. Awake to, to my judgment. Even to my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me now, O Lord my God, according to thy righteousness. And let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Aha! So would we have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion. Fusion together and rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them be, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yes, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which has pleasure in prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise yes. all the day long. Yes. 36.1 the transgression of the wicked says within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. He flatters himself in his own eyes until his iniquity be found to be hateful. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He has left off to be wise and to do good. He's not bothered. He devises mischief upon his bed and he sets himself in a way that is not good and he abhors not evil. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man, though, are ordered by the Lord, Amen. and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord Amen. upholds him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old, and yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his seed is blessed. So depart from evil and do good, and then dwell forevermore. Mm -hmm. The Lord loves judgment and forsakes not his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of judgment. The law of God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide the wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. 39.1 I said I will take heed to thy, my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. The fire burned, then spoke I with my tongue. 
Lord, make me to know my end yeah. and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I truly am. Mm -hmm. Behold, you have made my days as a handbreadth, and my age is as nothing before thee. Truly, every man, his best state is altogether vanity. Surely every man walks in a vain show. Surely they are disquieted in their vanity. He heaps up riches and knows not who is going to gather them. Mm -hmm. Psalms 50. Verse 16. But unto the wicked God says, What has you to do to declare my statutes, or what should I take my covenant in my mouth? See, you hate instruction. You cast my words behind me. You want to talk about what you want to do, but you don't want to actually listen. When you saw a thief, then you consented with him and have been par partaker with the adulterers. You gave my mouth, gave your mouth to evil, and your tongue framed deceit. You set and speak against my, your brother that slanders my own mother's son. These things you have done, and I kept silence. You thought that I was altogether such as one as thyself. But I will reprove thee, and I will set them in order before your eyes. Now, consider this. You that forgot God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none that can or will deliver thee. Whoso offers praise glorifies me. To him that orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. 51.13 Then I will teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. So deliver me from my blood guiltiness, O God, you God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness, O Lord. Open you my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. 52.1 why boast yourself in mischief, almighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. The tongue devises mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You have loved evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness. You love all the devouring words, O you deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living. The righteous also shall see, and they will fear, and they shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength. This is the man that trusted in the abundance of his own riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. Amen. I will praise thee forever because you have done it and I will wait upon thy name for it is good before thy saints. Amen. 56, 1. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up he, fighting daily, oppresses me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. O oh, you most high, 
What time I'm afraid I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. Every day they wrestle my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps and they wait for my soul. They shall escape by iniquity. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thy anger cast down the people, O God. You tell my wanderings, but you my tears into a bottle. Are they not even still in the book? God's protecting these things. 69, 29. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me up on high. Amen. I will praise the name of the God with song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Amen. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullock that has horns and hooves. The humble shall see this, and they shall be glad. And your heart shall live, that those of you that seek God. Amen. For the Lord hears the poor and despises not the poorest prisoners. Let the heaven and the earth praise him the seas and everything that moves therein. For God will save Zion, will build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there and have it in possession. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it, and they shall love his name, shall dwell therein. Amen. Proverbs 1. One, one. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. To give subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will then hear and will increase his learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto the wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation the words of the wise and understand their dark sayings. Verse 20, 33. Wisdom cries without. She utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse. In the openings of the gates, the city, she utters her words, saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and the fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit in you, and I will make known my words to you. Amen. Because I have called, and you have refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man has regarded. But you have said it nothing, all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. So I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes, as desolation, your destruction comes as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. That they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel, they despised all of my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkens unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. 
I don't know about you, but that sounds like we ought to be paying attention. Right? Yes. yes. Just saying. Proverbs 6, 16. These six things does the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. He hates a proud look. He hates a lying tongue. Did you ever consider that when you're saying those things about what you want, I've told you before, you're lying to yourself. You understand that makes those are lying words and God hates them. They're an abomination to him and you just keep doing it because you just don't care. Six things the Lord hates. Seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked imaginations instead of righteous ones. Feet that are swift in running to mischief, to keep playing around instead of getting right. A false witness that speaks lies, telling people what you're doing when you know dang it well. It's not what you're doing. And he that sows discord about his brother, ones that's causing others to stumble by their way. Proverbs 10, verse 20. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous will feed many, but fools die for the want of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. It is a sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. As the whirlwind passes, so it is wicked no more, but the righteous is an everlasting foundation. Mm -hmm. As vinegar to the deep, as smoke to the eyes, so is this sluggard to them that send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the just brings forth wisdom, but the froward tongue shall be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked speak frowardness. 12, 12. The wicked desire the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the record recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. The way of a fool, though, is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkens unto the counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is presently known. But a prudent man covers shame. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. But a false witness or a false testimony, a false commitment is deceit. There is he that speaks like the piercing of a sword but the tongue of the wise is health. The lip of the truth shall be established forever. Mm -hmm. But a lying tongue is but only for a moment, because it'll destroy it. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. Mm -hmm. There shall be no evil happen to the just, but 
the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his very delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims more foolishness. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Heaven is in the heart of a man, makes it stupid. The word of good word makes it be glad. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduces them. The slothful man roasts not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. In the way of righteousness is life. The way of path, way thereof, there is no death. Amen. Proverbs 15, 1. A soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright. But the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Can't hide from him. Beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue, when it wants to speak truth, is a tree of life. But the perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction. But he that regards reproof is truly prudent. In the house of the righteous is much treasure. In the revenues, the wicked is trouble. 16. 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? To get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. But he that keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to try to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handles a matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Yes. There's that word. Yes. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. And the sweetness of the lips is increasing in learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto them that have it. But the instruction of fools is just folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are always death. He that labors, labors for himself, for his mouth craves it of him. An ungodly man digs up evil, and his lips there is a burning fire. A froward man is going to sow strife, and a whisper separates chief friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in the way that is not good. He shuts his eyes to divide forward things. Moving his lips, he brings evil to pass. 1717. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. A man void of understanding strikes hands, becomes a surety in the presence of his friend, he loves transgression and loves strife. He that exalts his gate seeks destruction. He that has a forward heart finds no good. He that has a heart perverse tongue falls into mischief. He that begets a fool does it to his own sorrow. And the father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit dries 
the bones. A wicked man takes a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. 1816. A man's gift makes room for him. Talking about your spiritual gifts. And brings him before great men. He that is first in his own cause seems just. But his neighbor comes and searches him. The lot causes contentions to cease and parts between the mighty. A brother offended is harder to meet one than a man than a strong city and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. But death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 21, 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, as are the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he will. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, for the Lord ponders the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A high look, a proud heart, the plowing of the wicked is sin. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But every one that is hasty only to want. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is vanity or selfishness tossed to and fro of them that seek death. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do judgment. The way of a man is forward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. It's better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. So when the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And when the wise is instructed, he receives, receives the knowledge. Amen. The righteous man wisely considers the house of the wicked. But God overthrows the wicked for their wickedness. Yeah. Whoso stops his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself. But he shall not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger. A reward in the bosom strong wrath. It's a joy to, to the just to do judgment, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The man that wanders out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. He that loves pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loves wine and oil shall not be rich. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous, the transgressor for the upright. For it's better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. There is treasure to be desired, oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spins it up. He that follows after righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and casts down the strength of the confidence thereof. Whoso keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Proud and haughty, scorner is his name, who deals in proud wrath. The desire of a slothful kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and spares not. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, so how much more when he brings it with a wicked mind? A false witness shall perish, but the man that hears speaks constantly. The wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he 
directs his way. There is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel ever against the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but the safety is going to be of the Lord. 23.1 When you set to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. Put a knife to your throat if you be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Labor not to be rich. Cease from your own wisdom. Will you set your eyes upon that which is not? For the riches certainly make themselves wings, and they fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Eat you not the bread of him that has an evil eye, neither desire you his dainty meats. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, says he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. The morsel which has eaten shall you vomit up and lose thy sweet words. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Remove not the old landmark, and enter not in the fields of the fatherless. For the Redeemer is mighty. He shall plead their cause with thee. Apply your heart to instruction, and your ears to the words of knowledge. Amen. Proverbs 26, 13. The slothful man says, There is a lion in the way, a lion is in the streets. As the door turns upon its hinges, so does the slothful man, though, a lazy one in his own bed. A slothful hides his hand in his bosom. It grieves him to bring it again to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that render a reason. He that passes by and meddles with strife belongs not to him. is like one that takes a dog by the ears. As a madman who casts firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceives his neighbor and says, Am not I in sport? There, where no wood is, the fire goes out. And where there is no tailbearer, so does the strife cease. As coals are burning coals, and wood to fire, so is contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a tailbearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a potsherd covered with silver dross. He that hates dissembles with his lips and lays up deceit within him. When he speaks fair, believe him not. For there are seven abominations in his heart, whose hatred is covered by deceit. His wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Whoso digs a pit shall fall therein. And he that rolls a stone, it will return and roll back upon him. A lying tongue hates those that are afflicted by it, and flattering mouth works ruin. Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool utters all, all of his mind, but a wise man keeps it till afterwards. For ruler hearkens to lies, all his servants are wicked. The poor and the deceitful man meet together. The Lord lightens both of their eyes. The king that faithfully judges the poor, his throne shall be established forever. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left himself brings his mother to shame. When the wicked are multiplied, the transgression increases, but the righteousness shall see their fall. Correct your son, and he shall give thee rest. Yes, he shall give delight to your soul. 
Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. There it is. A servant will not be corrected by words. For though he understand, he will not answer. He won't follow. See you a man that has hasty in his words? There's more hope of a fool than of him. He that delicately brings up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at length. An angry man stirs up strife. And a furious man abounds in transgression. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Whoso is a partner with a thief hates his own soul. He hears cursing and berates it not. The fear of a man brings a snare. Whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment comes from the Lord. An unjust man is an abomination to the just. He that is upright in the way is then an abomination to the wicked. Romans 10. How then shall they call upon him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, and they bring the glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who shall believe this report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, truly, their sound went into all the earth and words to the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. And by a foolish nation, I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest. Unto them that ask God after me. But to Israel he says, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Romans 14, verse 7. For none of us live to himself, and no man dies to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die in the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Amen. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be the Lord both of the dead and of the living. Why do you judge your brother? Or why do you set at nothing your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Romans 16, 17. Now I beg you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are sure serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good works and fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad to all men, and I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you be wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And the grace of the Lord Jesus shall be with you. Amen. And let that be so. 1 Corinthians 1, 
17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words. Otherwise, the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. It should be meant with the spirit, not of words. 1 Corinthians 2, 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come to you with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to do anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Mm -hmm. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but your faith would stand in the power of God. Amen. So we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that came to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even in a hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord in glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. But God, but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Amen. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knows no man, but... The Spirit of God. So now we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Amen. Which things we speak, not in man's words, which man's wisdom is going to teach, which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So our conversations now and our promises now are going to be spiritual, no longer just yeah. talking out the side of our neck. Amen. Amen. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that somehow we might instruct him? But we, you and I, have the mind of Christ, Amen. if we're doing the right things. Second Corinthians 12. Verse 19. Again, you that think we excuse ourselves unto you, we speak before God and Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. For I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates, envies, wraths, strifes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, and tumults. Unless when I come again, my God will humble me among you, that I may bewail many of you which have sinned already and have not repented of the uncleanness, of the fornication, the lasciviousness which you have committed. Try to help you change this way of life. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5. Verse 1. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us. An offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. With fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, let it not even be once named among you as it does not become the life of a saint. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, 
which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer has any inheritance at all in the kingdom of God and of Christ. Let no man deceive you with vain or selfish words. For because of these things comes the wrath of God upon these children of disobedience. So be you therefore partakers with not partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light of the Lord. So walk as the children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what's acceptable to the Lord. But you have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of the things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever does make manifest is light. Wherefore he says, Wake you that sleep, arise from the dead. And Christ shall give you this light. Amen. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. That you redeem the time, because the days are in fact evil. Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord actually is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. In psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody and hearts to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God in truth. Philippians 2, verse 1. So if therefore there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if there be any bowels and mercies, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, Having the same love, being of the same one mind and one accord. Amen. Let nothing be done through strife or selfish identity, fame, glory. But in the lowliness of mind, let each esteem another better than themselves. Amen. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself, even as equal to God, of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a servant, and then was made in the likeness of men. Being found in the fashion as a man, he then humbled himself, and he became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven, the earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians, excuse me, Colossians 2, verse 1. For I would that you were knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them that Laodicea, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts be comforted being knit together in love into all riches of the full assurance of the understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. This I say, lest any man should try to beguile you with some enticing words. Though I be absent in the flesh, I am with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness 
of your faith in Christ. 1 Thessalonians 2, 1. For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you, that it was not with them. It was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before, we were shamefully entreated. As you know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God, even amongst a contention. For exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor of guile. But as we were allowed of God, he allowed us to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak. Not trying to please men by saying what they want to hear to their itching ears, but God speaking of him which tries our hearts. Amen. For neither at any time use we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness, because God is our witness. First Timothy 4. Verse 6. If you put the remembrance, the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Christ. Yeah. Nourished up in the words of faith and the good doctrine where you have attained. But refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise yourself rather to godliness. For bodily exercise is going to profit little, but godliness is profitable to everything, all things. Yeah. Having promise of life that now is and the one that is to come. Amen. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men and especially those that believe. Amen. These things I ask that you command and you teach that no man despise your youth. But you be an example of the believers in word and conduct and unconditional love and spirit faith and impurity. Do this till I come. Give attendance to reading and exhortation to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee which is given by the prophecy with the laying on of my hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them Amen. that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this you shall both save yourself and all of those that hear you. 6 1. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. For the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. But they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. If any man teach otherwise, consent not to unto a wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ to the doctrine which is according to God, to God in us. Do not let anything consent not to these things. Let anything else come against that. He is proud that does this, knowing nothing, but doubting, doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof comes envy and strife, railings and evil surmising. Perverse Disputings of men, corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such, withdraw yourself. Yes. 2 Timothy 1, verse 8. 
Be you not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be you a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us, called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his own grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began, because we've got it, we just got to use it. Yes. But now it's being made manifest or obvious by the appearing of our Savior Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. So hold fast the form of sound words which you've heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ. And that good thing which committed unto you, keep it by the Holy Ghost which dwells in us. Mm-hmm. 2.14 These things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord. They strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of hearers. So study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, the truth. Mm-hmm. But shun the profane and the, the, the selfish babblings, mm-hmm. for they're just going to increase more and more to ungodliness, which they have. Yes. James 1, 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, and slow to speak, slow to wrath. Mm-hmm. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness, superfluity, naughtiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word, engrafted because it's already part of you, which is able to save your soul. Be you doers of this word, mm-hmm. and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass or a mirror. He beholds himself and he goes away and right away forgets what he looks like. But who's who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein? And it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of this work. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. Mm-hmm. If any man among you seem to be righteous and bridles not his tongue, he deceives his own heart. His, this man's religion is vain or selfish. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. James 3, 1. So my brethren, be not many masters knowing that we shall receive greater condemnation. For many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, and they obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they also be great, are driven with the fierce winds, but they are turned about with a very small helm or rudder. There's where the governor lists. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter. A little fire kindles. The tongue is a fire, the world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and 
is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and serpents and things of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therefore, we bless God, even the Father, and therewith we curse men, which are made after the same similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. So my brethren, these things ought not so to be. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries or either a vine figs? So no fountain can yield both salt and fresh water for one. So where come these wars and these fightings among you? They come not here, even of, do they not come here, even of your lusts that war in your members? You lust, you have not, you kill. You desire to have, and you cannot obtain. You fight and you war, yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask, and you receive not, because you want to ask amiss, you want to consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship of the world is putting you at odds with God? So whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is God's enemy. Do you think the scripture says in vain the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? But he gives more grace. Wherefore he says God resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. So therefore submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God. God will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands you sinners. Purify your hearts you double minded. Be afflicted and mourn weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Amen. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. 1 Peter 3.8 Finally, but not quite. Be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or rending for rending, but contrary wise, blessing. That knowing that you are there to call, that you should also inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him reframe his tongue from evil, and his lips they would speak no guile or deceit. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that are doing evil. And who is he that will harm you? you be followers of that which is good but and if you suffer for righteousness sake happier you there it is again and be not afraid of their terror neither be troubled but sanctify the Lord your God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks why you have this reason of hope that's in you with a meekness and fear having a good conscience that Whereas they speak evil of you, even as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ. For it's better, if the will of God be so, that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God and put to death in the flesh, but quickened in the Spirit. 1 Peter 5, 1. The elders which are among you, I exhort, whom also an elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partner or partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, 
but willingly, not for filthy lucre or money, but for ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but as an example to the flock. When the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. So likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to these elders. Yes, all of you be subject to one another, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that you may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom I ask you to re resist steadfast in your faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has caused, called us to the eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered for a bit, will make you perfect, established, and strengthened, and settle you. Amen. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. And let that be so. Second Peter 2.1. But therefore false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring damnable heresies, even the dying of the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom they, way of truth, they shall be evil spoken of. Through covetousness they shall, with feigned words, make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and their damnation slumbers not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person and preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world the ungodly, and turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, and condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example to all those that after should live ungodly, and delivered Lot, just Lot, vexed with the filthy conduct of the wicked, but that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul day to day with their unlawful deeds. See, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh and the lust of their uncleanness, they despise governments, presumptuous. Are they self-willed? They're not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels are a greater in power and might, bring not even railing accusation to them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, may be taken and destroyed, speak evil things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of the unrighteous, as they that count it a pleasure to ride in the daytime, spots or spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves in their own deceivings while they feast with you having eyes full of adultery. They cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. A heart they have exercised with covetous practices. Cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and have gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Azor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumbass speaking with a man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried to the tempest, to whom the mist of darkness reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of selfishness, vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that are clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of a, whom a man is overcome, of the same as then he brought back 
in the bondage. For if they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus, then they become again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than even the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn away from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it's happening to them as, according to the true proverb, the dog has returned to his vomit again and the sow has, that was washed to wallowing in the mire. So, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which are spoken before the holy prophets, the commandment of the, us, the apostles, the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come the last days scoffers, <clears throat> walking after their own lusts, saying, "There's a where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they are willingly or ignorant of, by the word of God, the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved until fire against that day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord's not going to be slack concerning his promise, as some men might count slackness, but his long-suffering to us were, not whether that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So while we're waiting around thinking it's not going to happen, don't get confused. For the day of the Lord will come as a thief of the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then these all things shall be dissolved. What manner of person ought you to be in all your holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening to the coming day of God. Where the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved. The elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth. Wherein dwells righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. 1 John 3.18. So, my little children, let us not love in words, neither in tongue, but less love in deed and truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth. And shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God's greater than our heart, and he knows all things. Amen. So, beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we can have confidence towards our God, but not any other way. So, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and we do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and we should love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keeps his commandment dwells in him, and he in turn dwells in you. So hereby we know that he abides in us by that spirit which he's given to us, which we already have. Amen. Jude. Last but not least, three. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. For there are certain men crept in unaware, 
who were not, who were, excuse me, which who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed them. That's probably not where we want to be found, right? Yeah. And I'm sorry, but there's a whole lot of behavior we got that lines up with this. So we need to be waking up and paying attention, right? Yes. The angels which were kept out their first state, but left their own habitation. He reserved an everlasting change under darkness to the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering <clears throat> the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers, they defile the flesh, they despise dominion, they speak evil dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. He dare not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain, ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and perished in a gainsaying of Korea. These are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds, they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withers, without fruit, twice dead and plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, Adam prophesied these, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These were murmurers and complainers walking after their own lusts, their own mouth, speaking great swelling words, having men's personality persons in admiration because of how it gives them advantage. But beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you there should be mockers in this last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. But you beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Keep yourselves in the love of God, Amen. looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life for us. And if some of these have compassion, making a difference, and others save them with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now, unto him that is able to keep you from falling, who is able to present you faultless, before the presence of his own glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. There's your message. Once again, it's a big one. And I've got lots to say for those of you that want to hear. And 
got lots to say to those of you that don't. And I'm hoping that you will learn to want to hear. It's time to quit talking and start walking. Amen. You know, this message last night, we, we have this collision that's coming against your sin. Tonight was part of that collision. You talk about smacking you in the mouth, smacking you right in your behavior, smacking you in all your bullshit. That's a good wallop. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Go put an ice pack on your boo-boo, go right back to your bullshit? Yeah. Or are you going to stop? Yeah. It's time to stop. Yeah. It's time for us to get together, be one mind and one accord for a common cause and goal to the glory of God. Amen. All of us. Every last one of us. It's not room for any weakness or whiners or whips. It's just time for warriors. It's time for good soldiers to stand up and fight and battle good warfare. Amen. And that warfare is going to be against everything in you that you've allowed for so long that wants so easily to knock you back down again and get you to compromise again. And that compromise, as you heard many, many times tonight, is coming to an end, a conclusion, and you're not going to like the way that turns out. I love the New Testament. It has a lot of powerful things to say, but I think... Psalms and Proverbs plowed a field for you and said, oh yeah, let's go plant some seeds. Let's plow this up so you see what's up first. Because then once you see what's up, when I plant those seeds, you're going to go, oh crap. Yes! It's time for oh crap. Father, we come before you tonight. We say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We ask, Lord God, that you be glorified in our midst. That you are high and lifted up. That you are raised up as a standard in each and every one of our lives. Lord God, that we look and we lend ourselves to follow you in every facet of our life. It's time to, to no longer compromise, Lord God, to our will and our ways. But to bring ourselves into subjection to you and yours. Yes. So we give you thank and praise, Lord God, knowing that you're in there. Dwelling now to do this work. And for us to see it done, help us, Lord God, to have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand these exact things that you're doing. And give us the strength and courage to face them without compromise. Yes. Will you be praised, honored, glory, and thanks for all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. 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 amen.